<laughs> you can get a, you can get a good monkey for five wow. six hundred bucks. That's a- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 107 of After 9. It's a very special episode. It's live, or at least it was live. It was recorded, and now we're sharing it with you podcast form. But this last weekend, Chad and I got to hang out at National Youth Workers Convention with some of our favorite people. Folks that were new friends that we got to meet, and then folks that we'd only known online that we got to meet in person. Two of those folks are Kenny and Elle Campbell from Stuff You Can Use, Grow Curriculum, and the Youth Ministry Answers Podcast. That's right, it was a super cast because the four of us got to sit down and hang out together, record a live episode for a bunch of the attendees there at National Bookers Convention, where we answered a lot of questions. It was a lot of fun, and you're going to enjoy this episode because we cover a lot of bases. But before we jump into that, hear this, Solomon Statford, congratulations, sir. You are the National Youth Workers Convention champion of Mario Kart. So walk a little taller, give a little love. To Solomon, your national champion, we'll tag him below in the episode. He was quite good at Mario Kart, and we had a lot of fun. Thanks to Kenny for putting that on. It was good times, and for all the folks at YS that made it possible for us to exhibit, we enjoyed it. Now here's this for you to enjoy a Supercast. Welcome to Youth Ministry Answers. My name is Kenny. And my name is Elle, and guys, we are live at NYWC. Thank guys. you guys for hanging out. We're having a, a lot of fun. This is mine and Elle's first yes. time at NYWC and ever. It's been so fun. Like, I think I'm a little bit obsessed with NYWC now. It is. Well, I was just talking to our friend Jeff Eckert mm-hmm. and how this is like the youth ministry mecca. Right. Like, everyone, everyone I right. know from youth ministry from is every here circle. this week. It's so great. It's like a giant family reunion. It's adorable. And in fact, on stage mm-hmm. with us right now, yes. we have our <gasps> friends in the youth ministry world. First time we've ever met them in person is here at NYWC. Uh, our friends Zach and Chad from the After Nine podcast from Youth Ministry Booster. Mm-hmm. Give it up for Zach and Chad, everybody. Yeah. How are you guys? It is super, super awesome to be a part. It is crazy that this is like the first time we've ever met in like person. Yeah. We've known each other for almost two years. Right. right. And yet. <laughs> right. Right. It's very weird. I mean, it's, it's just bizarre, but I, also I'm really bad at remembering who I've met in real life and like who I haven't. So everybody I see at this conference are like, are we real life friends or just internet friends? It's yeah, hard yes. to keep it all Well, now you're both. Straight. Now we're both. It's great. So amazing. Guys, thanks for well, being with us. Zach and Chad, uh, for anyone out there listening to Youth Ministry Answers that maybe have no, never come across the After mm-hmm. Nine podcast or Youth Ministry Booster. You're missing out. Tell us a little bit about who you guys are and what you guys do. Yeah. So the podcast that we started a couple years ago is Youth Ministry After nine or after nine for the folks that love it and so the name derives from chad and i's friendship of training and teaching youth workers around oklahoma where we're from and just the conversations that come with closing up shop and youth ministry so whether it's sunday night or your midweek service typically getting done a little after nine getting that <laughs> last kid kicked out and the parent coming to pick the kid up because they went to a movie five minutes late yeah Bless like them. because of course the movie was going to go longer than they thought and so you get the kid out you're cleaning up you're you're thinking about locking up going home in your car it's the questions you ask it's the questions related to the vocation uh the calling you know was i good enough did i teach well enough why don't the kids listen am i too old for this am i too young for this how is that stain possible uh and then all this 
snacks that you served that were of questionable expiration. Yeah. Didn't yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. those questions, it's the hard issues. So we always joke that our friends Kenny and Al are the Youth Ministry Answer Podcast, and we try to be the Youth Ministry Question Podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's we great. just ask a lot of open-ended questions. Yeah, yeah. Any answers? Uh, <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> and then uh, out of that, uh, we created... Uh, youth Ministry Booster, and so it is um, a coaching and mastermind uh, network for youth ministers, and so um, we try to pair youth ministers up with other like-minded youth ministers to grow, develop, um, and, and just grow healthy and hardworking ministries. Yeah. Well, that's what we love. We love what Kenny and Ella created for your student ministry. We feel like Youth Ministry Booster is the resource for you, and so there's great curriculum. There's great strategy. We want to be the coaching resource for you, the youth worker, the youth pastor, because, hey, you're worth it too. Yes, yes. and actually, if you are are a Grow Curriculum user, uh, Youth Ministry Booster is partnered with us. Absolutely, so yeah. You guys actually do coaching uh, for Grow users. That's right. And you like coach from the Grow strategy and all that stuff. So thank you guys for being a part of that and jumping on board yes. with us yeah. with that stuff. Yep. And so if you're looking for coaching or a mm-hmm. mastermind group, uh, go to youthministrybooster.com yeah. and you'll be able to find it. Please a, do. There's a two-week free trial, so you can like totally check it out to see if you mm-hmm. like it or not uh, there's no commitments you can cancel any time and for 20 bucks a month it's a hard right. deal to pass up exactly yeah. you and go. you guys do like these monthly webinars for oh, all yeah, your yeah. users too which are really cool yeah great um, tools yeah I love it and here here at NYWC we are actually partnering with you guys on something kind of fun we're doing a live Mario Kart tournament which has been kind of awesome yeah. so this is just like another you know step in our partnership being best friends right Right. Relationship. I mean, it's, it's and Mario Kart's really special for relationship building mm, too. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's so good. Well, wow. amazing. All right. So here's what we're going to do today. Yes. We have a list of questions we've compiled mm-hmm. from people from the audience, from people mm-hmm. on social media. Maybe some lingering questions that we haven't answered yet on any of our episodes. Yeah, right? So we're going to kind of just go through those this episode. Mm-hmm. Elle, is there anything else you yeah. wanted to say about the format yeah. today? Well, I was just going to say too. Like we have told our audience members that they can interrupt us with questions as well. So if you guys come up with something don't forget throw your hands up we'll figure it out but uh yeah i think we're ready awesome so let's jump in all right, all right. first question l throw it out there okay for us. first question is from a youth pastor named chris ogren and chris wants to know guys how do you do a one hour youth ministry program if you've only got an hour in a week to do all of your programming what do you do? How do you use that time well? So we thought we could start off by just talking, we'll answer that question, but also kind of talk about what our different contexts look like uh, and what our program structure looks like. Yeah, so I'll jump in. So basically, we used to do pretty much like a 90-minute program Mm -hmm. for our middle school ministry. We we oversaw our middle school ministry. um, And now that we transitioned to a church down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. we do run a 60-minute program. Yep. So we've kind of got experience in both worlds from yep. the 90-minute to the 60-minute. Um, and I'll tell you really what it looks like quickly for us. So again, it's still middle school ministry focused. Uh, it's on Sunday mornings, and we do a game for maybe about 10 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. We do three songs of worship. We have a communicator and then we do about 20 minutes of small mm-hmm. group. Yeah, and the communicators, just to be clear, their goal is to speak for about 12 minutes. That's kind of their sweet spot. Um, sometimes it goes a little over, but, you know, that's the goal, 12 to 15 minutes for middle schoolers. Yep, there you go. And now you guys over here, the YMB yeah. friends, yeah. what kind of program are you guys running? So for, for me, for many years, like 60 minutes was always what we hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, I was... 
I, I don't say constraint, but like yeah. <laughs> um, the, our church structure. So we did um, our middle school ministry on Sunday morning mm-hmm. during our services. So we did um, three middle school services every Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And because they coincided with our main um, service, those were an hour as well. So for us, it was always like it had to be right on time, yeah. like as um, main church is letting out. And so kids can get picked up, new students are able to come in, um, all that kind of stuff. And so the first like bit of advice that I would give as far as like how to run a 60 minute service or 90 minutes or anything like that is to be strategic and precise in the planning. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people that tend to go over or asking this question, Um, are looking at things of just like chunks, right? Like I'm going to do three three mm-hmm. songs and then there's going to be a talk, right? And that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you have to get real specific of like thinking through how long is this game going to take, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Maybe and, even practice yes. for the game to know yes, how long practice. this game might take. Yep. <laughs> well, and, and I think as far as like 60 minutes, you would be so surprised of how much you can get done in 60 yeah. minutes yeah. Yep. when you have everything set up and everything is like crisp and sharp, yeah. right? Yes. Like yep. you're not setting up a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like while students are going. And even like... You think about that time where for most youth ministers, it's like, hey, who wants to play a game, right? (laughs) Right. And then you're trying to pick students. Yep. You can shave so much time of, you know, these five students are playing the game tonight. And so when game time comes, they're already on stage. They've got their, like, poncho already on, (laughs) right? Like, all of those kind of things that can make that go really well. Well, and it also forces you to... Think about your priorities. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, for us, small groups is such an important piece of what we do. Yep. So we knew every week we wanted 20 minutes of small groups. Mm-hmm. And, like, the game, the message, the worship, nothing is going to cut into that time. Yep. So yeah. for sure, no matter what, 20 mm-hmm. minutes of small groups because that's, like, where we feel like the most important ministry happens during yep. our program. Yep. So if you're the communicator and you only have 10 minutes until small groups are supposed to start, mm-hmm. you better communicate yeah. that message and what you need right. to say right. in that 10 minutes right. so that you can get those kids into community mm-hmm. so they can talk about it and they can actually find that truth in their group instead of you, the communicator, kind of trumping it and then saying, like, mm-hmm. oh, they can do small groups next week. Yeah. Well, I love, <laughs> right. I love what you're talking about there because you're planning with like strategy in mind, yeah. right? Yeah. And value in mind. Yeah. Like what's the most important thing that we're doing and making sure there's adequate time for that. Yeah. You know, I think we can like meander around a lot of times mm-hmm. and valuable things if we're not scheduled and planned out gets pushed, right? Especially things that are later in our service. Yeah. Like you guys are talking about your small groups is at the end, but it's the most valuable part, right? right? Yeah. And so you've got to be real specific that's mm-hmm. like, this is how long the game takes, right? Those kind of things and being precise mm-hmm. and, and all of those kind of things in your communication. Yeah. Can I offer a fun curveball? Yeah. Yeah. So we, ju- we changed things uh, this last August to kind of separate and have a, a dedicated middle school ministry and dedicated high school ministry. And one of the things that we changed inside of our chapel program was to have the, the talk, the speaker, the communicator before the songs of worship mm. because it made sure that we started more on time yeah. because I love my worship leaders, but they would kind of like, him haw, hang mm-hmm. around, like maybe the game was kind of finishing, but if I'm the next person up after the game, then it forces us to start right on mm-hmm. time. And I also feel like I'm in much more control of like 
cutting myself down to those 12 to 15 minutes yeah. instead of hoping the songs don't run too long. Mm-hmm. And so for us, it's been a fun way to kind of flip it. It makes yeah. it feel really different. It may work for you. It may not work for you. But for us, it made us rethink the whole thing mm-hmm. because instead of just being like, oh, we'll just kind of do what we've always done and hope it fits, sure. we had to really think through the whole thing, start mm-hmm. over. And that was a yeah. fun kind of like workaround process. I would love to talk about flow for a second. Yeah. Because so we talked about our flow, which was games, worship, teaching, small groups. There's a really specific reason that we did that. And Zach, I think there's a really specific reason you did what you did. Because um, you think about the flow of your service, if and you really need to kind of think about your program in the sense that you're taking your students on a journey. Mm. So when they first walk into the room, like like for us, again, we started with games. It was really fun. It was really hyped. It was really welcoming. Um, we wanted them to walk into the room when people are smiling and hanging out. Uh, and then we would go into worship. Uh, but even the worship, we would start with like a really like kind of fun, rambunctious sort of song. And then, you know, the second song is maybe like a mid-tempo and then the third song was really kind of getting them focused and ready for the message. And then we would do the message and then small group. So it's kind of like this flow of energy that is really strategic. Um, And Zach, I think the format that you talked about does the same thing in just a different way. Uh, But when we're thinking about how to maximize that hour-long program or 90 minutes, I think we need to think about the flow because if we're not smart and strategic about our flow, we're wasting time. Like There was a point in time where we had this really weird flow where we would start with worship because I think we thought for a second like oh it would be cool to show up to church and like feel like you're at a concert so like let's start with people worship. love bands exactly <laughs> exactly but a couple things that was very wrong with that number one kids would walk into a pitch dark super loud yeah. room and be yeah. like this is horrifying I'm out of here uh, and secondly guys it is super weird to transition from oceans into like a game where you're throwing pies at people it's super awkward and there was one week where our worship leader was like she had to pray to kind of close it out and she was like Lord, keep us safe during the game. Like she had no idea what to say. It was so awkward. So anyway, when you have a flow that actually makes sense, you're going to make a lot more wise use of your time. Well, I think part of what you're talking about with flow moves us from what Chad was talking about. I mean, you've got to stop thinking of it as in chunks, but almost in like contours, right? So it's not just like the worship chunk, the teaching chunk, but the way in which like the start and finish of each of those elements either is high energy, low energy, mid energy, because that may change the way in which you start your talk or end your talk. And that may change the way in which, uh, you know, you you make, so for us, because we do the teaching into the worship, we actually start with a slow song. Yeah. And we actually build yeah. out to more yeah, high yeah, energy because yeah. we're releasing them to their small right. groups. That's great. And so, like, it would be weird if I, like, brought the talk down and it got really <laughs> intense. And then it was like, bat, 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 and we went yes. into the song because that's not what the thing is. <laughs> right. It's that's still the weird. worship chunk, but we have to think about mm-hmm. the ways in which these, like, chunks have shape. So, yes. All right. That's a really great way to put it. Good stuff. I don't want to talk about our programming the entire night. Yeah, let's we've got a bunch of other questions. To another to question. Yep, let's do it. So, Elle, what yeah. is the next question? Oh, I'm like in charge of the questions. You've got the great. computer, so right. do it. I mean, we can all see it, but that's fine. I'll be in charge. Okay, so the this next question is from Jennifer Charbowski. Did I get it? Oh, yeah. What Jennifer, even close? Jennifer, okay, that's <laughs> not even close. <laughs> very offensive. Very offensive. Uh, so, Jennifer is here in the audience with us. We're hanging out. Um, And so Jennifer has this question. She said that after you do a big event, um, how do you manage your follow-up and Mm. get, like, feedback from your leaders? Um, Because, you know, like, maybe you kind of schedule, like, sort of a debriefing meeting afterwards or something. How do you get your leaders to actually give you feedback that is helpful? How do you get them to actually talk? 
talk, um, especially if they don't like really respond well to filling out surveys and stuff. Um, so yeah, what does that look like for you guys? First of all, Jennifer, thank you so much for doing evaluations yeah. after events. Um, if you were listening and you just have events and then you just move on to the next thing like it didn't happen... <laughs> I won't shame you, but I will question, like, what were you trying I to will. do? Okay. I like, will. Like, okay. as much as you plan, spend as much time evaluating. Okay. Well, yeah, and here's the good. thing that's I was going to say, too, is honestly, most youth pastors and youth workers are not following up. Mm-hmm. They're not no. having surveys. They're not finding out yeah. how it went in other people's eyes. Mm-hmm. They might think they know, but they're not asking and they're not getting feedback. <laughs> right. So, Great question, and I encourage everyone who's out there, if you were like me, like I was not either, right? Yeah. So yeah. this is just a great challenge for us to think about what we can do to actually be better at what we do. So um, I know you guys were mentioning earlier that there's some specific things you do to follow up with your volunteers mm-hmm. or with your students, and so why don't you just tell us what you do? Yeah, so I, I know that for Jennifer, she mentioned that her leaders may not like engage well with like surveys. Um, one survey, though, that I would recommend, and it's not like the paper one, mm-hmm. um, but like Survey Monkey, like yeah. a digital, like a, a like a web based, like yes. on your phone. So it's not like deal. a monkey that you send to their house. <laughs> no, that's exactly yeah. what it is. <laughs> oh. So you get a survey. Survey monkey, and wow. then what does right. this monkey do? You can get a, you can get a good monkey for five, <laughs> six hundred wow. bucks. A- yeah, and so um, I think that's money well spent. And if you if if you pay more, right. he'll actually be your well, mailchimp right. too. Right. And then so you can have him send your emails and follow up with your surveys. Mailkeep. Yeah. Mailkeep. That's great. Yeah. No. So. Oh. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. You would wow. definitely get feedback if a monkey showed up to your house. Um, but no, like Survey Monkey is is a great way, even though like your leaders at the end of an event, right, are probably tired. Right. right. And so you handing right. them a piece of paper going, hey, homework, you, homework, fill this out, right? Yeah. yeah. It's going to go home. It's going to get placed on like the counter, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's be- not coming back. No, never. No. It's like a handout you give to your students. Oh. It's not making it home. Right. Never. But being able, being able to send that into their inbox, yeah, right? When they yeah. can send yeah. it, fill it out when, when on, they want to. Monday or Tuesday after. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I think, I think what Jennifer's talking about, and honestly, I think, the fact that she knows mm-hmm. that her people don't resonate real well with surveys yeah. tells me enough to say that, one, she's engaging in that way, mm-hmm. but I think that her knowing that helps her and right. going, okay, this doesn't work for my people. Mm-hmm. What is the culture and how can I get feedback yep. is really important to figure out. And so the first step for anyone is, I think, trying to engage with your leaders and talking and going, hey, this is really important. What's the best method, mm-hmm. right? And getting some feedback yeah. from them that I think would be really yeah. helpful. So my question to you is, what type of questions do you ask in mm-hmm. the survey? Because I know I wouldn't really necessarily want a survey to fill out. Sure. Um, if it was just like, you know, how was the night? Like these right. open-ended questions right. yep. or something, right? So like, what are the specific questions you ask to get responses? Mm-hmm. So th- one thing, don't waste their time, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, when it comes to like surveys or however you do it, like over a cup of coffee or however works for your culture, ask the questions that you actually want feedback mm-hmm. from. Like maybe like three or less. Sure. Like, like don't don't sure. drag into seven or seventeen points. Like let's just get let's cut to the chase right. because 
when you're asking of your adult leaders, you're asking them of the ways in which they saw or served. Like, mm-hmm. if they were only contributing in a certain way, don't ask them about the way they weren't contributing, about the general event. Ask about the yeah. way in which they interacted or related to their their volunteering, so their experience, and the ways in which they saw the students in, mm-hmm. interacting or experiencing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then finally, one of the things that I think is really important to ask in all of my surveys that I did with my leaders is I wanted to hear story, mm. right? Yeah, that's like, good. Because for, for them... It's real easy if you're just like, hey, how was the event? Good. Good. Right? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, or if you ask them, was logistically, did you get communication, all that kind of stuff, you're going to get yes or no answers. Mm-hmm. But we really want to hear, like, the effectiveness of the event as far as, like, tell me the feedback of what happened in your groups, mm-hmm. right? And so that helps us engage and, and understand not only was this event, like, great as far as, like, a technical side of things. It happened well. Right. Yeah. But like how how did we how did we do in the things that were really important? Mm. Yeah. And then being able to turn around. And so with my leaders, those stories at the end of all my surveys, those were the pieces that I sent back out to all yeah. the other leaders. Yeah. That's great. So they got to hear like, oh, this happened in that other group. Hey, I know Kevin. Kevin gave yeah. his life to the Lord. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. I get to engage with Kevin the next time I see him. I get to be hyped for this other leader. Those kind of things. Yeah. So yeah. here's what I'm hearing. If you're taking notes out there and you're trying to figure out how to do better follow-up to your mm-hmm. events, number one is ask your volunteers specifically about where they volunteer. Mm-hmm. So if they're on the greeter team, if they're in the worship band, if they're in the cafe or whatever, ask them only about that area. Like, how can we improve the cafe experience? What do we need to equip the band with to make it an easier way to prepare and like play well or you know feel confident with what you're doing, whatever? Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is ask them for specific stories and then share those yeah. stories. Yeah. Don't just collect yeah. responses, yeah. share responses. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then they know, like, hey, when I provide feedback and share a story, like it's going to be shared. And then it's going to yeah. encourage other people to do the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, hey, I have a story too. I want to tell you about it. Yeah. So, all right, those are awesome. I love mm-hmm. those ways of thinking about getting feedback from your events. Yeah, and I would also just be really sensitive to the different types of environments where you're collecting feedback from volunteers because, um, you know, sometimes those, like, group meetings are not mm-hmm. always like the, they don't feel like the safest place for volunteers to give yeah. honest feedback. I mean, for me, like I'm now a volunteer in a youth ministry, and um, I like there was like an event, you know, recently where they were collecting. They did collect um, feedback through a survey. It was an anonymous survey, by the way, which turned out to be really effective mm-hmm. because volunteers felt safe enough to give honest feedback through that form because they knew they weren't going to you know, hurt anybody's feelings and have it attached to them. Um, but yeah, I think for me as a ministry leader, I would have avoided, just knowing my group, I would have avoided, and the size of my group, would have avoided doing debriefing in a meeting mm-hmm. because um, I think the people who had things to say might not feel safe enough yeah. or like would feel bad saying things that were negative in front of the other volunteers um, and the volunteers who wouldn't feel bad I don't want to hear what they have to say in a group setting yeah. like that yeah. sounds yeah. really scary yeah. Um, so yeah I think it's just kind of toying with these different methods that we talked about if it's not a survey maybe it's just a one-on-one conversation That's like good. hey how did this work for you like mm-hmm. you know just it, kind of toying with those different methods so First of all, the, one of the questions that I would love to ask you two, mm-hmm. being now having been on staff, and I find myself in this same boat as well, and now leading an organization, mm-hmm. we get to be in a church in a volunteer role, right? Yeah. What are, 
what do you find like after events or things that you serve at that you want to give feedback yeah. mm-hmm. to your youth minister now in a volunteer yeah. role? That's and great. by the way, wouldn't you love to have L. Campbell as one of your volunteer <laughs> yeah. leaders? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I think what what I experience is uh, because I've been a youth pastor, because and especially like the content side of things, like I care about the message that we're sharing. Um, is that I do have opinions, but I also know how hard my staff is working, and so I don't want to say things to them that would discourage them, uh, especially when they're, like, trying something new, and it's like, hey, like, I know it's not going to be perfect. Um, So, yeah, I think there is that tension in me of, like, I do want to give you feedback, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I'm assuming that's probably how a lot of volunteers feel. Um, but having those anonymous surveys that we just talked about um, are definitely helpful. But um, I think for me, like I think as a staff person, what would be helpful is for them to just through a one-on-one conversation over coffee while we're talking about other stuff, like, hey, how could we have done that better? And for them to just acknowledge, which I think our staff does really well, is, hey, we don't always get it right. So what did you see that we could do that better? Doing that in a one-on-one conversation feels um, safer and feels like, hey, they're asking, so I'm not going to hurt their feelings. They really want to know. But I wouldn't personally volunteer that information if they didn't ask me. Love it. All right. Let's move on to the next question. All right. Okay, cool. So we're going to kind of change directions away from programming. Uh, this is a question from Chris Maloney, and he wants to know um, how you help teenagers use their gifts, like basically figure out what their spiritual wiring is and then use those gifts uh, to serve and, you know, to worship and all that stuff. Uh, what is it like for you guys? What are you thinking about? Uh, for me, I think the spiritual gift conversation with students is finding ways in which our ministry has a lot of opportunities for them to explore. And mm-hmm. so I think for many youth ministries, we have kind of our traditional roles of either on stage or off stage, mm-hmm. right? It's either the front of the room or the back of the room. Yep. What I'm interested in is what ways in the middle of the room students can serve and then outside of the room. And so I think for uh, the gifts of, you know, like teaching or leadership or like we always, you know, the servant-minded folks that love running the, the tech computer stuff. <laughs> Uh, whatever those are seem to be pretty well defined. The interesting parts are maybe the gifts that, that you don't have or that you don't feel as um, uh, enriched with. And so maybe bring some other people in to kind of share about some of those things. Like if you are a youth worker, uh, you probably feel gifted in some areas of leadership and teaching and kind of like overseeing and running things. I would be interested to hear from some folks that help support you in, in ways of hospitality and encouraging and maybe serving alongside someone or outside of uh, the church setting. What are some ways in which they're serving? Bring those folks in to share. Because I think for a lot of students, they need to see models mm-hmm. of faithful ways to use their spiritual gifts. Yeah. Because if they only hear you talk about it, then as much as you say nice things about the things that aren't your gift, you're still not <laughs> embodying it. And right. So, yeah. That's good. For, for you guys over the years... What were some of the like primary roles and then like maybe some secondary roles that like were areas that you put students in servant leadership? Yeah, yeah. So in our ministry, we mostly had, um, we were middle school pastors, we mostly had high school and up serving with us. Um, but some of the things that we did was we let, um, uh, high school students lead the games sometimes. So like high school young college kids became like our game hosts. They were fun up front. They were silly. They did a great job with that. And like our personalities. So yes. they would be like the yeah. game personalities, yeah. right? So like Ben and Ben, like they're leading the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep. They love it because they become like it's the ben games squared, guy. Yeah, Ben, ben yeah. squared. 
which, which in some ways is like one of the best like uh, discipline kind of tools. Right. If you have the kid that's a little bit unruly, yeah. the best thing you can do with that kid uh-huh. is give him the announcements and like, oh my gosh. all right, Max, whatever you want to do, you've got three minutes to announce these yes. things. Whether it's a sketch or a dance or a song, you do whatever you want. Just make sure you announce these three things and that's he amazing. or she will eat it up. Because oh, they're yeah. just craving that attention. Definitely. And so if you just want to have the announcements be fun and you don't like doing announcement time, mm-hmm. congrats. That yep. kid in the front row that's squirrely the whole time, yep. just write the notes up, hand it to them, and watch them go. Yes, yeah. and we had these two students, we may have talked about this before on a couple episodes, but these two students who, they would make their own home videos yes. all the time, and they were so silly, and just like, they were, you know, they were usually awkward, but sometimes they would be funny, and they were like, hey, could we make your announcement videos? And we said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and so these two kids just kind of like every week would make these short little announcement videos, and eventually they got really funny. Like, yeah. they did this one video giving instructions on how to ride the shuttle from the adult service to the student <laughs> service that was so funny like I watched it like 15 times it was so good so that was one but I mean even like social media yeah. is a great way to plug in a kid if you are you know like have them you know do a live um, broadcast on Instagram from your service yeah. you know ask them to schedule posts um, have them share pictures one of the things we did was uh, we would do a pick of the week contest and we would ask kids to submit pictures uh, using like our ministry hashtag and and then we would like use those pictures in future posts. So we still had control, but uh, they were providing some like some content. content for us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like case in point, like I, a, a young lady at the time was in our student ministry, yeah. and like she, as a high school student, you could just tell like she had this incredible gift for photography. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, surprise, surprise. Now she's a professional photographer. Amazing. Yeah. Right. But at the time, I was just like. Uh, here's our Instagram account. Yeah. Go, go, right? Well, and we'll share the password, but right, go. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, and so for her, that was a great way of using her gift. Mm-hmm. I had another young man named Hunter. Um, and for Hunter, like even as a junior in high school, I started to see that like God's gifted this kid to teach. Yeah. And so we made space um, for Hunter, like on Wednesday nights, every once in a while to like, at first, it was like a team teach with me, yeah. mm-hmm. and then eventually it was like we worked up to this place where I was like, "All right, buddy, tonight is 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 your night to you're delivering the entire talk, that kind of stuff." And he's now in full time ministry, Amazing. right? Yeah. Like those kind of things that I think a lot of times as youth ministers we want our students to serve, but we only create space for things that we're comfortable with. Right. Yeah. And I think so much of ministry is giving it away mm-hmm. and creating space, not only for our adults to like lead and grow, but for our students to lead and grow, yes. right? That's and huge. and to develop these giftings that God has for them and has already equipped them with. Yeah. Well, and in those spaces, please know if it's new, if it's different, and if you're delegating away parts of your ministry, there may be some discomfort, mm-hmm. some things that are like, mm, I don't know, and also some failure. And I think yeah. that's really important to note that if you really care about students growing in their giftings, uh, experiencing new things, and, and, and stretching your ministry, part of the stretching is a little bit of the pain process too. Mm-hmm. So be okay with some of the discomfort and the failure because it's worth the process. Yes. And as youth pastors, we really have like a million different jobs. Like think about <laughs> right. it. We're like right. event planners, we're graphic designers, yep. we're social media experts, we're giving live talks every week. Yep. We're like cleaning, like right. just a million like yep. greeting people, whatever, like organizing the cafe. There's like a million different things. We're like in food sales and right. whatever, right? Guys, congrats, you're a janitor. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. So there's so many opportunities to offload some of those responsibilities mm-hmm. and to give people opportunities. Yeah. And we used to always talk about 
it's okay to lower the bar. Yes. Like, sure, you may yes. not be able to speak as good as I can, right. or you may not be able to design that flyer as good as we could or whatever, mm-hmm. but we want you to do it and we want to give you that opportunity. Right. So be okay with lowering the bar to give people yeah. ministry To raise them up. To raise exactly. them up. To raise them up. I mean, yeah. that's kind there of our go. mission. That's like a slogan. Yeah. Lower the, the bar, raise, raise them, them up. up. Ooh, yeah. I Got like it. it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, and before you know it, they're better than you. Exactly. Exactly. Never. And I just wanted to mention, too, the examples we just gave were all programmatic examples of, yes. like, plugging them yes. into ministry. Yes. But I think another thing that's just so huge for us as youth pastors is to be able to look at a kid and call out qualities that they don't see in themselves yet. So that rowdy kid in small group who, like, you know, kind of goes on a rabbit trail and the whole group follows them, that is a great opportunity to be like, hey, you've got leadership skills. Now let's channel those in maybe a more appropriate direction. But being able to call that out in kids is huge because they don't know. They don't see what's in them. um, And we do. It's just leaking out of them. Right. (laughs) I think like you think about that, like there are students in your your ministry Mm -hmm. that God's already gifted them to be like highly organized. Right. And maybe some of you aren't Mm -hmm. and so it's okay to like have a 16 year old kid like join you in some of that process and and Mm -hmm. some of the behind the scenes stuff that we feel like is mundane but for that kid that like they love to be organized and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff like we're teaching them that like god's gifted you in this way and he's i mean you're great at it yeah and it can be used for ministry Mm -hmm. right which i think is huge like you think you talk about the kid chasing rabbits i heard a story just a few weeks ago in one of our mastermind stuff of this kid in their student ministry that was always the kid that was like trying to be funny he was off the wall that kind of deal and so they created a thing and i forget the kid's name let's say it's it's brian right they were they had a thing that was like one minute with an i or a y (laughs) i don't know okay one minute with Brian yeah. every week. I heard about this. Who yeah. was this? It was, uh, so he's um, Street. Alex Street. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Alex Street. Yeah, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And uh, which is one of your Grow contributors. Mm-hmm. Yep. So he shared this on our the Grow webinar. Grow yeah. webinar. Yes. And so Alex was talking about how um, they, they give this kid one minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this kid would like prepare this, like, I got to get everything that I want to say <laughs> in this one minute. And he said it became so engaging. Yeah. I mean, this kid's like the next Jimmy Fallon, right? Amazing. But like for that kid, it's like the kid that you're always upset with in the back of the, the mm-hmm. room is now this like, oh my gosh, they let me do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. And then he engaged so much more with their ministry, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. That's I so good. It. Oh my goodness. All right. Goodness. Let's do one more question. <gasps> Ooh, so here we more. go. One more. One more question. Uh, let's see. We have... Sorry. Yeah, Which go ahead. Talk it, okay, Talk it out. Talk it out. All right, <laughs> guys. There's a few. There's a few questions. Let's ask, let's ask the people. Let's the ask the people. Oh, ask the people. You want to ask the people here yeah. at NYWC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, all right, guys. Do you want to talk about spending time with students outside of the office? That's number one. Do you want to talk about playing games in small physical spaces, or do you want to talk about growing as a ministry professional? Number one. What was it? <laughs> out of the office, of students. Out of the office. Okay, okay, we got a couple votes. Okay. Great. Silent votes with their fingers <laughs> in the That's air. Great. Ones. That's All great. Right, we got okay, one. good. Which is always great for an audio podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, two. I I, I saw two. Uh, I, saw, I saw some. That's two, games, two, games, games, small games, small games in small spaces. Sounds like a trap. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially how for small. audio podcasts. You guys want to know how to play games in small spaces? <laughs> in my van. No. Okay. Yeah. And then games the last one: van. growing as a ministry professional. 
No bones. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. 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 Nobody here. That's exactly what they're doing. They've gotten that for three days. It's right. <laughs> true. All right, great. They're what was the winner? That games right. or Let's do games in small spaces. Games in small spaces. For 200. All right. Yes. Go, Alex. And I just want to say, I just want to say one, one week. This was, um, you know, I, I don't recommend this, guys. This is not an endorsement. But one week as pa- youth pastors, we were like, Man, where did I forget the guy's name? We'll just say Bill. We're like, where's Bill and his small group? Like, where did they go? We couldn't find them during small group time. We're like, oh my gosh, where are they? Mm. Like, I'm getting a little nervous. Mm. And then we see them walking back inside the church. Bill had taken his entire small group and done a small group in his van with like the curtains on the window. We're like, Bill, we're literally never doing that again. So maybe he was playing games and luckily we're not in the news right now. Exactly, it worked worked out great. It worked out great. All right, so games in small space. Not a van, but let's talk like a relative, like a. We're gonna need group. a room. It right. can't be a van or a bathroom. Go, all right, all improv right. troop. Go. Good. Well, Good. honestly, I prefer games that work in small spaces. Like mm-hmm. I'm not a big room type of game sure. guy. Usually, like I think for my youth ministry program, the games that are the most fun to play and to watch are the ones that are just on stage. You can do it. Just like mm-hmm. on an eight by eight stage, right? Make it happen like a minute to win it or some kind of weird competition where it's fun to watch yes. and fun to play and maybe think. surprising to play. Like you don't know exactly mm-hmm. what's going to happen. Yeah. So like we did minute to win it type of stuff. We've done like surprise, like food type of games uh-huh. or whatever, like gross. just random weird ones. Yeah. But I don't know. What kind of games have you guys played so, in small spaces? <laughs> First of all. I, I understand this question now because when it was first asked in my mind, I, w- I was thinking of like, hey, how do you take large games and put them in small space? You guys ever heard of closet kickball? Yeah. yeah like, I thought that's where we were going with this question. I was like, all right, how do you make basketball smaller? <laughs> Like, you, fish, you put it in the dryer. You Fisher the Price. Dryer. Fisher Price makes these basketball goals yeah. small. You shop in the toddler section. Yeah. Hey, shop the- I'm sweating and crying right now. Okay. So <clears throat> this makes so much more sense. Yeah, so not junior size games, right. but games Just appropriate for, for a the small, small space. space. Okay. That's right. You so, got it. So for for me, I, one of the things that Kenny, I think that you talked about that was really really good is games that are engaging to watch. Yes. Because I think for somebody that's asking this question, the facility that they have, right, they feel limited by it. Right. And so I think what they're wanting is they're wanting, how do I have this, like, full group interaction in a place that, like, everybody can't get up and run around. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think thinking through the games that you play, of asking the question, I think a lot of times we ask, is this fun to play? Yeah. I think it's even more important to ask, is this fun to watch? Because most of your student ministry games, you've got two, four, eight people playing, right? Mm -hmm. Your majority of your people are watching, engaging. And so I think not only is the game fun, but how do I engage, right, my audience with the game, right? And like thinking through that process, like in your planning of, okay, how do I take this game that's kind of messy and gross, yeah. and then incorporate the audience somehow. Mm-hmm. So I think they're like for every game, like you think through that process yeah. Yeah. Um, as you prepare. Yeah. Well, that's and good. the older you get in student ministry, like eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, the less they want to run around. Right. Right. Like right. they're not there to run around. They want they're their friend to go yeah. be. Cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. 
No, yeah. and, and there's still room for physicality in the game, even if you can't explore the horizontal, right? Like if you can't run around and do laps and relays and shuttle sure. runs or whatever, sure. there's still ways you can do sit down, stand up, or ways that mm-hmm. you can, again, like utilize uh, the, the space in a way that has either everybody watching what's happening or all participating. And yep. I think there's a different way to think about it, uh, whether it's something that they're going to use with their phones or technology, but there's a mm-hmm. way in which you can either get everybody to participate because we're all in the same room and we're feeling it, right? We're next yeah. to each other and it's happening, or it's, again, the focal point. Yeah. So just in case there's people out there that don't know where to find good games, I'll mm-hmm. give you two places. First one would be StuffYouCanUse.org. We mm-hmm. have a lot of games, and most of our games are like stage games, things like that. So just go to Stuff You Can Use, click on games. The second one is Download Youth Ministry. Yes. Go there. They've got a ton of screen games, a ton mm-hmm. of like really cool games that would work on your screen yeah. in your location where you don't need a lot yeah. of room. I just want to give a couple examples. So I'll start with the deep, my favorite DYM game of all time is Lamentations or Taylor Swift. Yeah. It is the best. Yeah. So basically you put a quote up on the screen and the room has to guess if it is a Taylor Swift lyric or a Lamentations quote. Yeah. It is so funny. I'm obsessed with that one. Um, and then a couple other ones. One that is so easy and really fun is Reverse Charades. Yeah. So the idea is, um, you know, you put a word up on the screen or like hold up a card or something and the entire audience has to act out that word. So if it's like jackhammer or like whatever, something like hopscotch, they, the whole room has to act it out while the person up front guesses. Um, that one's really funny to watch. And then you can do a spin on it too, where instead of um, motions, you can do it with sounds. Yep. So like you put up on the screen um, telephone and then the whole room has to make a telephone sound. The person up front has to guess it. You don't, there's no moving around except you know some weird motions. Um, but that's a super simple one and it's really funny to watch. And they're still fun and physical, right? Like I guess yeah. it's part of the game thing is the funny factor, but it also is the energy factor. Yes. Either you're wanting to build the energy up or get the energy out. Mm-hmm. And so just because you're in a small space doesn't mean you should cut games out yep. or just relegate it to a thing that happens on the screen, but make things mm-hmm. as participatory as possible because folks, students need ways to either you know get the energy built up or get the energy out. That's what yeah. games are so good to do. Yeah. yeah. So like for me, if, if you were to ask like how do you make a game engaging a small space, I'll take like Taylor Swift for Lamentations, mm-hmm. right? It, that game's awesome, right? On a screen game, to take it even to the next level, mm-hmm. right? Grab two of your adult leaders, right? Dress one of them up in like all <laughs> biblical times, oh my right? Goodness, yes. And then like some funny male leader that you yeah, have, yeah, 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 yeah. Is now, guitar, yeah. now yeah. Taylor Swift, yep. Yep. right? Yep. Mm. And so. Like if it's a Taylor Swift song, you go immediately into yes. that song, so right? funny. and then your your like Taylor Swift lookalike has to like sing it oh out, my right? Goodness. Or then like <laughs> if it's a lamentation, you're like you unroll a scroll. Yeah, you're yeah, biblical yeah, guy. Yeah, that's like, great. Dramatic like, reading. That yeah. is so Chad, funny. This is a great idea. Like this I think really what is. you should do is a YouTube channel <laughs> where you take DYM screen games to the next level, <laughs> right? You're like you've heard of Taylor Swift versus Lamentations, but wait till you see how. I do it. Like That's I it. think people would subscribe to that YouTube channel. That's Chad Higgins reviews YM. Chad Higgins reviews YM. Uh, dot org. Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's uh, a lot of videos with me without a shirt. <laughs> oh wow. Well, that took a That's, turn. I don't know if I subscribe. It's getting weird. But all right, hey, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you, everyone at NYWC. It's been super fun. I just want to give a shout out to Youth Specialties. Thank you for mm-hmm. inviting us to be a part of this. And uh, Youth Ministry Booster and the After Nine guys, Zach and Chad, thank you for being a part thank of this as well. Thank you. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch you next time. Heck yeah. All right. See you guys later. Bye, friends.
There you go. Episode 107 of After 9. Again, big thanks to Kenny and Elle for sharing some podcast time with us in front of a live audience. It was a lot of fun. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for great curriculum and coaching for 2018, make sure to check out youthministrybooster.com, the curriculum tab, or youthministrybooster.com slash grow, where you can get the best curriculum curated on the planet. It's grow. It's great. It's awesome. And you can get a year booster for less than a Starbucks a day. It's so good. It's so great. We'll see you back next week. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministry or visit www.after9ministry.com to subscribe and learn more. I'm going to turn your world upside down. And I'm going to show you.